Hey, this is Patrick, and Lisa's around here somewhere. Oh, Lisa, say hi to the nice ninjas. Hi, nice ninjas. We're so glad you all dropped in. Uh, we've got a sweet podcast planned today. We're going to talk about golden guns, some misty songs, aliens who travel in eggs, a funky kid band from the 70s, big lip singers, thorns on roses, and some other stuff that you never asked to know about. So... <laughs> Don't go away. We're going to play our intro and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamps of Southwest Louisiana and joining me way over there across this big nation in the state of Pennsylvania is my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hello. How's it going way over there? Way over there on the <laughs> other side of another time zone in another dimension of the 80s universe. Yes. Hey, I, oh, oh, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. You want to play a game of trivia? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, every time you go to ask me something, I think it's <laughs> going to be something else. But in, what, today, I wasn't quite sure what it might be. <laughs> so. All right. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go in five. Four, three, two, one. You kind of threw me for a loop there. Yeah. Well, okay. I've got three questions for you as always. And they're all pertaining to either the 70s or the 80s or both. So here we go. Question number one. What song did Madonna perform at the very first ever MTV Awards in 1984? Like a virgin. Yes. <laughs> Number two, I'm going to tell you three character names and you tell me what movie they played in. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Lewis, Poindexter, and Booger. Revenge of the Nerds. Awesome. Nerd. Yeah. All right. Number three. 
when he wasn't defending Castle Grayskull, who was He-Man's alter ego? His real name? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh, Davy Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. His name was Prince Adam of Eternia. Oh. Uh, okay. Nah. All right. Wasn't happening. Okay. Not for me. I didn't know that. Sorry. Well, okay. you want to jump on into the program? Sure. All right. Well, I want to start off. Uh, I want to talk about a movie from 1979 called The Legend of the Golden Gun. Now, to be clear, I'm not talking about the James Bond movie called The Man with the Golden Gun. And I'm cheating a little bit because this was a made-for-TV movie, all right? Oh, okay. You never told me we could do that. I just did. Okay. Well, if we can do that, then, then you know, <laughs> well, we'll love off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dick Atkins, <laughs> we talked about his made-for-TV movie. <laughs> but he was our, he was our interviewer E. Well, you're interviewing me right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I was wanna... thinking this was James Bond. Okay, go. No, so this was, was not James Bond. Th mm -hmm. This is a 79 TV movie, Western movie, okay? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I, when in 79, when this thing came out, I mean, when, when the, the, little, the little teaser trailers were coming on TV, my, yeah. dad, my dad and I, we could not wait for this to come on. A fearless man fights evil and injustice in the Old West. I like your style. As deeds of daring make him the legend of the Golden Gun, Tuesday. I still remember sitting up and uh, we had popcorn and everything watching this movie, okay? Oh my God, you now, were nine years old. No, 11 years old. So were know. you, and I know, but I don't remember that couple on TV. So. But anyway, uh, it starred a guy named uh, Jeff Ostrich. You ever heard of him? Ostrich, also, like a bird? Uh, he, he, he spells it, uh, it's O-S-T-E-R-H-A-G-E, -E, ostrich. Oh, okay. That's and uh, like Hal, okay. Hal Holbrook, I know you know who that is. Yeah. And uh, Robert Davey. You remember him, Robert Davey? He usually plays the bad guy. Yeah, he, he was in one of the James Bond movies. He played a villain. Hmm. And, uh, and Michelle Carey was the, the female. Hmm. But uh, I think Hal Holbrook's still alive. Is he? He's a good he actor. Isn't, he's, he, I mean, he's up there. He's but in his nineties. Yeah. All right. Well, this Western, um, it sort of starts off like Josie Wells. It, uh, it takes place during the civil war. And, and, and while the main guy who's this young farmer is out working his land, uh, the infamous, uh, William Cantrell and his Raiders ride through and they, they kill the farmer's family and they burn down his house and they shoot him and leave him for dead. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, pretty much the exact opening scene of Josie Wells is how this started. And uh, and the young farmers played by this Jeff Ostrich guy. And he's his career began with a TV Western. And, and this was like his first starring role, which was another Western. And then he went on to do several more Westerns, including uh, the Sackets and Shadow Riders with uh, Tom Selleck. So he's he's uh, he kind of became known for Westerns for, for TV Westerns. And uh, and then. Uh, his characters. 
Huh? Go ahead. Do you have it recorded? Do you have it recorded somewhere that you've seen it? I have it. I have a bootleg DVD somewhere, but it is available on DVD. Sometimes oh. you can find it on like uh, eBay. It's out uh -huh. of print, but um, okay. I did see it. I looked it up earlier this week, and it it is on YouTube. But it's like a horrible copy. But if you really want to see it, you can watch it there. So you're basing all this knowledge on your memory of it. Oh yeah. Okay, from back then. Okay. And you only saw it like one time on TV, like when it came out, or did it replay? Like I, I saw it the one time, and then probably in the uh, early 2000s, I got it from some guy like a bootleg uh, DVD. And did it hold up? Off the interwebs. Yeah, it was yeah. a horrible copy, but something I was going to talk about was like the hairstyle, you know, made in the 70s, the, uh, the mm -hmm. cowboys got the, the, the feathered back blonde hair, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but anyway... Ostrich's character's name was uh, John Golden, and, uh, and and he had that blonde, feathered back hair. It kind of looked strange for a Western, but, you know, it was a groovy Western. <laughs> so, uh, okay. but, but uh, I, I guess that's what you get when you make Westerns in the 70s. Mm -hmm. But uh, Like Little but House he, on the Prairie, yeah. Yeah. With, um, you know, Charles Ingalls' oh, yeah. haircut, yeah, it did not match, but okay. Anyway, after, after this farmer's uh, family's killed and, and and, uh, you know, he, he finally wakes up. They left him for dead. Uh, he teams up with a, a runaway slave that uh, that saw the whole thing and, and finds him and, you know, helps him back, kind of nurse him back to health. Mm -hmm. and, and he and this slave, they, they set out to find this legendary gunfighter who's played by Hal Holbrook. He's like an old retired gunfighter to, to teach the farmer how to uh, be like, you know, fast and accurate with a gun because he wants to go after Cantrell and, and get revenge. So, uh, so the legendary gunman uh, trains the farmer until the farmer's like the quickest draw and most accurate shot that anybody's ever seen. Okay, and and these scenes of him learning how to shoot and all that it reminded me a lot of uh, the Lone Ranger and, and how he learned to shoot and stuff. And I mean, it, it had a lot to do like that because uh, on the Lone Ranger he was left for dead, and you know Tonto found him and brought him back to his uh, Indian village, and they they nursed him back to health and. He started learning how to shoot. So it had a lot, you know, mixed Josie Wells with the Lone Ranger, sort of. Hmm. And, uh, and and the farmer, he even gets uh, new clothes that kind of reminded me a little of the Lone Ranger. He had a white hat like the Ranger wore. And uh, he, he's got these white and light brown kind of gold-looking clothes that had fringe, you know, like Roy Rogers' jackets had. Mm has -hmm. all the fringe hanging on the sleeves and the, the mm -hmm. neck and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, the bad guy, William Cantrell, he was played by Robert Davey. And uh, and the, the farm and the slave go up against Cantrell and all of his raiders. And uh, the title, Legend of the Golden Gun, I mean, the, the cowboy's name is Golden, but, but the title refers to a special gun that's cast from gold. And, uh, the old gunfighter gift, gives it to the, uh, the farmer as a gift. And uh, it has a secret seventh bullet chamber. So you know how guns are, you know, they're, they're called six guns or six shooters. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 they shoot six shots. And uh, this one had a secret seventh bullet chamber intended to uh -huh. give the farmer an edge against evil because, you know, in a gunfight, you learn to count, count, count your enemy yeah. shots. Yeah. So yeah. when they, they fire that sixth shot, then you can move out of cover and, you know, get them. And get them with the last one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, it, it's yeah. kind of foreshadowing. You, you know what's going to happen at the end. You know, yeah. that, that's how he... Uh, 
ends up fighting Cantrell and winning. His Cantrell thinks he's out of bullets, so because he's cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so him would think you're out of bullets, and they come out from behind cover, and you could finish them off. Ha, sucker! Yeah. You know, boom. Yeah. But uh, it was a really good western. My dad and I really enjoyed it, and I thought about this western for years, looking for it, and I finally, you know, got that that bootleg copy and got to watch it again. But uh, dad watch it. Yeah, I gave it to him. Uh, good film. Uh, like I said, it's out there on DVD. It's out of print. Every once in a while, you can find it on like the actual manufactured disc, you know, on uh, eBay. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, or, or watch the bad copy on YouTube. J- just check it out if you want to watch a, a good TV Western from the 70s. I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Well, that's, you know, um, I did not know it was made for TV and I did not know it was a Western. I I actually thought it was the James Bond movie. So, um, you know, when I picked the, my movie, you know, I picked the Clint Eastwood movie, but it's not a Western, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm on a different, uh, you know, I should have picked the Western and then it would have connected to yours because I didn't know yours was a Western. So, hey, Clint, Clint Eastwood's yeah. like one of the top Western actors of all time. So there yeah, you go. I know, but I didn't pick a but, Western. But there you go. He ties in, you know? <laughs> yeah, he ties in. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking, when you said Outlaw Josie Wells, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to talk about Clint Eastwood in the movie, but, it, but one of the, like, few westerns he didn't do you know so yeah so want me to bring it on yeah bring it on bring on my movie okay okay my movie is play misty for me play misty for me for clint eastwood an invitation to terror (laughs) you ever find yourself being completely smothered by somebody There's no escape in passion. There's no escape in speed. There's no escape from terror. You will change the locks, huh? Nobody asked you to wait for it. You're not jumping me, Buster Blue Eyes! Get off my back, Evelyn! Play Misty for me. Get off my back. Play Misty for me. Get off my back. Play Misty for me. Get off my back. Play Misty for me. The most terrifying words you'll ever hear. Play Misty for me. The screen's most frightening plunge into terror. Have to get you all nice for David. I hope he likes what he sees when he walks in here. Because that's what he's taking to hell with him. Just hope we're lucky enough to grab her the next time she tries it. Tries what? To kill you. The next scream you hear will be your own. And it's from 1971. Have you seen it? You know, I, I saw it many years ago, pro- probably around maybe the late 80s. Did you? I, you actually yeah, seen it? Yeah, I watched it. I remember, uh, all I remember about it is the psycho chick that kept calling the radio station. That's it. Yeah, well, that's what the whole movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> that basically but, summed it up. We, you know, we could cut our um, talking time down to nothing. <laughs> Just like, there we go. Like, all right, moving on. Right. Let's go on the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, because that's it. You know, it's like uh, it, it, the original Fatal Attraction. 
which you know what i've never talked about fatal attraction on here yet and i and i really like that movie it's from the 80s so i think one of these days i'll have to to, to pull pull that out for one of my movies you know because that's a good it's a good movie too but and that's basically what this this movie is you know and I just love it. And I, and it's a good one for this time of year, like in the fall and, and like Halloween, I always watch this movie. Um, I don't know. I, I think I saw it for the first time, maybe 10 years ago. I didn't see it. Def, I mean, it's 1971. It was only three, you know? So yeah, but uh, um, it stars uh, Clint Eastwood. He plays a, um, a radio, a DJ um, named Dave Garber. And I, I love his car in the movie. I mean, um, I don't know if we've talked about like cars and stuff from movies. I, I don't even know what it, I should have looked up the make and model of it, but it's this little convertible that he drives around and it's like the coolest car. Um, but it's filmed in Carmel by the sea, you know, Carmel, California, where, yeah. which is where he became mayor of. Became mayor. The, yeah. The beginning is like an opening uh, shot of like the ocean and the, the house in it, his house is like, I just love that house. And um, I looked it up to see, you know, you know, if it's still there, because like so many things that you see, like later on, they find out they tore them down, they don't even exist anymore, you know, but um, it, they remodeled it. But in the in this movie, it's like all decorated, you know, fr from the early 70s with like, there, there's actually a wall that has a golden pig on it. So it's like, that could tie into your movie, because there was like this gold wall and a pig on it. And I'm like, who would put that on, on their wall? But I just remember how quirky and weird the the decor was in it and he had like this where you walk through the front door and you walk across these stones into the house over a little pond and then there was like this like a whole sunroom area and i thought it is really quirky and weird but uh and i thought how what does i mean for a radio dj to, to own this house on you know uh, overlooking the ocean and driving that car i don't he should have owned the radio station you know yeah. but um it starts out with he goes after work to this bar um, and he plays this game, which I don't even know. I, I looked it up to see if it was a real game that he played. And I think they made it up for the movie. I never heard of it before. Um, and it's some, it's some kind of little like, uh, like, like pieces. It looks like some kind of like chess kind of game, but I think him and the bartender made it up and it's a way that they uh, kind of get people to come over and see what they're doing. And like a, like a, um, like an icebreaker, you know, like thing. And, and people want to are curious because um, I don't think it's, for real because i've never heard of it um uh, but uh what's she, it called um what did he call it um, um parcheesi not parcheesi no it's a weird <laughs> i have to look up the name monopoly what does he call it because um he cry cry bastion or something like that it's a weird name and and um yeah and he said and they and they do and like they do like they have little things that look like little mushrooms and they move them around but she's sitting there at the bar and i guess she'd been waiting there all night for clint Eastwood to come in she she knows his whole schedule you know and and earlier in the night she had called in and asked asked him to play misty um which is this this, this song this like musical like instrumental like song that she likes and and she always calls up and says play misty for me and she never said her name she's just a fan you know of his on the radio station so when he meets her. He doesn't know who, what she looks like because she, he's only ever heard her voice on the on the uh, on the phone. But uh, she comes over by him, and he then um, offers to buy her a drink, and um, and they had a uh, like bet going on that um, that she wouldn't accept the drink, you know, because I guess a bunch of guys have been trying to hit on her the whole night, and he she just kept blowing him off, and so 
bartender said, yeah, she's waiting for somebody. Well, somebody was Clint Eastwood. Well, they go home and, and they spend the night together. He actually has a girlfriend who is, um, her name's Toby in the movie, but she's play, played by Donna Mills. You know who Donna Mills is? Yeah. From like Knott's Landing. Um, and Evelyn is the name of the crazy stalker, you know, in, in the bar. And she, and that she's played by Jessica Walter, uh, who was on Arrested Development that recently, she just recently died, like last, right. this past yeah. year. Yeah. And she played, she really did this part really good. I mean, she's played a psycho really good. But I guess Donna Mills and him had kind of split up because he's such a womanizer in the movie. And she goes away, but she comes back and then he wants to get back with her. Well, before she ever comes back, um, he hooks up with Evelyn and he tells her like he's not looking for like a girlfriend or anything. And she says, that's OK. She don't she she she's all for just a one night stand. And but she but she's not like and she like just starts stalking him like instantly and like showing up at his house. And um, she just gets more and more unwound, you know, and, and becomes kookier the whole way through through it she he, she had even attacked like his housekeeper and stabs her with a knife and then and then i i mean i don't know like if you remember any of this at all you know like the the you know like how, what how it it, it it the whole end i don't know if i should tell that but or say what happens or what happens to her or you know any of that but if people haven't seen this movie go see it or get it or rent it or it's out on dvd i i, yeah. I love this movie so maybe I won't tell you the end because the end's really good. I mean, the whole thing is very, it's a great thriller. I i, I love this movie. I could watch this movie a million times. I, I love it. And and it was a um a, a mild financial success. It, it grossed $10.6 million. Um, and it only had a budget of $950,000. And it is, um and Clint Eastwood directed it. Um, I think it was, the, it, I'm not sure if it's, yeah, it's his directorial debut. That's the first movie ever directed. So that's pretty cool. You know, and uh, I just I just love the whole look of it with the ocean and the scenery and the cinematography. It's just beautiful. I think it's beautiful, and I and I actually love the music in it. The music is really pretty. The the play Misty for me, and I mean she does try and attack him, and uh, and at the end of the movie she does she calls him on the phone and says you know play Misty for me, and that's like her you know, um, you know her whole her whole deal is that song. You know, so yeah, um, that's why it's that's why it's called that because the song is called Misty. Yeah, so I love it. And if you have I haven't seen it in a long time, you should watch it because you like Clint Eastwood. And, I do. You know, um, and and I don't know. Here's some trivia um, in Clint Eastwood's movie Dirty Harry. Um, the, the this is on a marquee in, in the background. In a oh, that's cool. In uh, Dirty Harry, yeah. When it's when he's uh, on his lunch break, right pr prior to the bank robbery in the opening of the movie. Yeah, um, you can see "Play Misty for Me" um, on uh, a uh, you know a, a movie theater sign. Hmm. So, there's some trivia. I should have asked you if you knew that, but I I would say you didn't. I do <laughs> now. Uh, now you know. Now you know. Now okay. I know. Yeah, knowing's half the battle. I need to watch it. I love it. So, okay, now what? Want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about uh, some TV shows that we liked. And I'm going to start off with uh, Mork and Mindy from 78. Nanu, Nanu. Nanu, Nanu. 
was a strange, very strange spinoff of Happy Days. Yeah, we and, talked about that on the Happy Days. Yeah, we did. And uh, with it. And it's about an alien named Mork, who is played, of course, by Robin Williams, the very talented, crazy man. And uh, he crashes lands on Earth in Colorado and is found by Mindy, played by Pam Dauber. And she takes him back home and uh, kind of teaches him about Earth and its customs. And she lets him live there and kind of keeps him out of trouble. Uh, I mean, it was a huge. Yeah, it was it was a huge fish out of water story. You know, he's he's from another planet, so he doesn't know what anything is really. And uh, and Robin Williams, he was allowed to ad lib in a lot of this show, you know, which made it pretty spectacular. If anybody, you know, if, if you know his type of humor. I think he did that. What was that Disney movie where he played the genie? Was it Aladdin? Aladdin, yeah. But when they let him ad lib and he just went nuts. And, uh, they I let think, him out of the bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let Robin Williams out of his bottle and uh, <laughs> yeah. he made magic. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, were you a fan of it? Yeah, I loved it. I had the, uh, the suspenders. Yeah, the I had the suspenders too. Uh, where, yeah. I mean, yeah, the rainbow and I don't the know how, why that became. I mean, would be, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know why why that was his his, uh, his look, you know. Yeah. I mean, for the show, I mean that, and then, um, yeah, and then what? Is she work in the music store, or had the dad worked in the music store? Because I know there uh, was a, I can't remember. I think that, I know the dad had a music store, and then there was an older lady that was in it that was worked at the store, and I wasn't I what I don't know she. I forget what her name was as an actress, but I've seen her in other things. But um, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I can picture. Yeah. And then they had at the end when he talked to, what's his name? Orson. Um, Orson, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, the, the voice of him came on, yeah. And he would talk to him about like, um, what, it was almost like a moral or something. like a, Right, he kind of sum up what he learned, yeah. He learned, yeah. Because the... He stuck his finger in the water and he could drink with, he drink with his Yeah, finger. he would drink. Yeah, he did all kind of quirky stuff. Because uh, yeah. he, he, he was an alien from the planet Orc. And uh, he was sent yeah. to Earth to, to learn about Earth and report back to his superior. And he come to Earth Orson. in the egg. Yeah. And each episode would end with him contacting, what were we, Mark calling Orson, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he would just basically I'm sum up like what, tele- he, what he learned. Telepathically or something, yeah. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and like I said, he had some weird customs, like he would drink through his finger and uh, he had catchphrases like uh, Nanu Nanu is like Did him he saying hello. Yeah, he, like, yeah, he would sit yeah. on his head instead of on his butt and uh, yeah. he would shake hands by it, almost like the Vulcan, like Spock, you know, but yeah, sideways. Like, yeah, sideways yeah. yeah, and he would interlock it with your hand and he, and he yeah. would say Nanu Nanu. That was his Shazbot. Shazbot was kind of like his curse word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Shazbot. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, the, the show, I mean, I thought it was funny. I loved it. I watched it. Every yeah, I watched week. it too. We watched and, uh, it too. And then later in the show, they ended up getting married, more community. They got married. Yeah. And then they even had a, a baby. You remember that? They did? I don't remember them having a baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was hilarious because uh, it, it was a full-grown man. Jonathan Winters oh, played the baby. Oh yeah. yeah, it was. I I forgot about him. It, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, on uh, the planet Orc, uh, babies are born fully grown and they, and they, they age backwards, backwards kind of like okay, Benjamin yeah. Buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and who was the guy that was like almost like that crazy kooky? He reminds me of um, what's his name uh, from Seinfeld. Candles. 
Oh. Now, um, he had the dark brown hair. He wore like, he looked like he wore like a monk outfit. You know what I mean? Like he had, yeah. he had a, and he was like a little strange. Kind of had know? a dro like, droopy face. Yeah. He, he, uh, I forget what his character was or what he was doing. I thought he, I, I don't know what, what, uh, if he, he wasn't, he wasn't like a, like um like an alien worshiper or something an orcan yeah you know, an orcan you know yeah he i forget his name he had a what's his name on the show he had a kind of oh god um i'm gonna have to look him up yeah, i forgot about your name working um yeah um he, he yeah he's long gone too and and it's sad that robin williams you know what what, what happened with him you know i mean yeah. that's just that's just sad yeah, you know, because he went on to be a huge, you know, movie star from from Mork and Mindy, you know. Um, oh, okay. Elizabeth Kerr was the grandma. Yeah, Jonathan Jonathan Winters was Mirth M E A R Mirth Mirth. Um, yeah. Rob Don Exidor, that's his name. Exidor. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he was weird. So weird, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of other people that were, you know, that were, um, you know, on there. Um, yeah, Pam Dauber is, you know, still alive, but most of these people are gone. Tom Poston, Elizabeth Kerr, Conrad Janis. Yeah, they're, they're all, they're, yeah. But that Exodore, I remember him because he was such a, he talked real loud, like, you know, it was, yeah. you know, yeah. So, and he, I, I think he wore like a robe or something. Like he looked like, like a, a monk robe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I, it has, it's been a while since I've, I've watched it, but it's, it's still on TV. You know, I always like the, I always like the opening, um, the music for it and everything. And, um, and then living in Colorado was different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I liked the, uh, Pam Dauber drove that Jeep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I always like the opening scene with it. And, and their, her apartment was cute. And then he, he come down the, didn't he have a one of those pull down ladders didn't he like jump yeah come out, out like, come out and out on a rope or something i don't i don't know like he was always i mean did you ever did, did they ever show like up in his room like what it looked like up there i can't remember i can't what, remember either yeah i just remember it was always in the living room i mean and you think about how they have to um write a uh a tv show about you know and, and it always takes place in one location you know what i mean that that has to be hard you know what i mean like because I was thinking about that even like with the Golden Girls, like everything was like revolving around the kitchen and the living room and them just talking and stuff. And then sometimes they would go out and do things like, you know, out in like society and stuff. But the main part of the show is always like around that living room, just like Three's Company and Happy Days. You, you, the, 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 the living room becomes iconic that you you could see that living room anywhere and know exactly, you know, what it's from, you know, when you see a picture of yeah. it. So I think of that with, with her apartment. I was I thought it was cute. Yeah. You know, he always wore vests. He always had vests on. Yeah. There was uh, merchandise put out for the show. And uh, one of my favorite action figures besides, you know, my Star Trek stuff when I was a kid, that, that size was that Mork that came inside the egg spaceship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can remember going out and throwing that egg across the yard like a football and pretending it crashed. And then I'd go get Mark out of there and like he landed on earth and he's, you know, I take him around on adventures, but, uh, also had, uh, it was a bigger Mark figure and he had this backpack and he had this backpack and you pull a string on it and he would say like, Nanu, Nanu, Shazbot, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. then I had this, uh, board game 
that had these big styrofoam eggs, like the spaceship, and it had trivia stuff. Uh, but they they put out a lot of, a lot of stuff, like like we said, the suspenders. I remember wearing those to school. But, uh, yeah, so they, they actually had a lot of merchandise. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, but you know what? Like, well, well, the suspenders were like kind of an overalls and stuff. Like that was kind of a a fashion thing too. But that the rainbow, you know, uh, you know, look that was you know that that rainbow thing was totally associated with him. Yeah. You know? Right. I, it just, I mean, it wasn't like he had like a pair of like blue suspenders or a pair of red suspenders. He had those rainbow suspenders. So. Right. Yeah. That, that in itself was just totally unique to to, to Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't seem to go with Happy Days at all. I don't know where that ever come from, but I guess, I mean, it was it was done by um, Gary Marshall. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Like it. So, wanna 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 add anything else in there? I just want to say Nanu Nanu, and we can move nanu, on. Nanu Nanu. Okay. <laughs> okay Nanu. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's come on and go get happy. drugs yeah <laughs> in the egg in a, in a in a in an egg yeah um yeah well you know what that's kind of crazy because you know what this is another um show that i didn't even think about that uh it starts out in the beginning and uh, an egg, an egg. <laughs> yeah because of a bird yep. yeah that's crazy i didn't even connect that I, you know it's just like I, how come we haven't talked about this but i'm talking the partridge family and you know, I was thinking like last last week when we talked about you know the Brady Bunch that, that this is like the next biggest family like that. Yeah, I think this is their like, rival rival family. Kinda, yeah, really, and yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I didn't even think about it at the beginning uh, as it comes on. It, it's the egg, and then the mom little bird, and then all her little baby birds. You know, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So yeah, there there's a there's an egg connection, yeah. So um, it's weird. It's weird uh, too because I was talking to my guest this morning, and she told me her first concert that she ever went to was David Cassidy. So hmm. I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about uh, the Partridge Family and get happy. So um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, and he he's he was he became huge, and he was pretty he was pretty big back then on, on the show too. I mean, he, he that it, it became really big. Now it's it, the Partridge Family is an American musical sitcom, and it stars. Shirley Jones and David Cassidy and um, Shirley Jones is his real life mother too. So that was kind of unique, you know, and he, she plays a widowed mother and he's the oldest of her five children. And they, they, I think, 
I think it starts out that she's working as yeah she's working as like a bank teller and they 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 uh, get her to um, come come on and get happy you know, and get with the program and do the music because and then they you know form a band and they're all in the band you know and then the two other younger kids you know so there's Susan Day you know is is the daughter and then there's another boy and another girl you know on the show so um, it's uh, Susan Crow uh, and um, Jeremy uh, Gelbox, I don't even know how you say that, and Danny Bonaducci are the other kids. Um, and uh, um, it ran from se September 1970 to um, August of 1974. Yeah, I thought it was on long, longer than that, but um, it was on ABC. And uh, it, was ba it was loosely based on the real life uh, musical family of the Cowsills. Did you, did you ever you know who the Cal Sills are? They sing um, no. "I Love the Black." You, you, I saw them in concert. I cool. saw them some years ago. They sing "I Love the Flower Girl." I love the, You don't know that song? No. They, they have a bunch of songs, the Cal Sills, and they they had the mom and all the kids that sang in the band. But that's where the Partridge Family come from. That's that's where they got the idea. Hmm. Then they have their manager, Ruben Kincaid. You know, Danny is, I think he, when he, they start out, he's only like 10 years old and they get this, um, their school bus, you know, it's a 1957 Chevrolet series, six, 6,800 superior. That is, um, their tour bus and they paint it with this Mondrian inspired pattern, which I didn't even realize that that was what it was called, but with all those square blocks on it, you know? Yeah. And then they and then they go off in their first gigs at Caesar Palace, and then it kind of like uh, it, 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 they do a um, a lot of venues in their garage, and um, I think after the first season they do more of the show in their hometown than they do did on tour. Um, but um, there was a lot of guest stars on the show. Um, I know, like I like uh, I can tell you, like Jodie Foster was on there. Uh, just Pat Harrington, um, Dick Clark, Cheryl Ladd, Michael Lembeck, Burt Convey, Farrah Fawcett, um, Lou Gossett Jr., Mark Hamill, Susan Hubley, Charlotte Ray, Annette O'Toole, Rob Reiner, Jacqueline Smith, Vic Tabak, um, there's Richard Mulligan, there's Nancy Walker, Ann Jillian. They were all they were all um, guest stars on hmm. there. So and um, uh, the, Johnny Cash had an uncredited cameo in the pilot episode. And Ray Bolger played Shirley's father in three episodes. He's from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, all the Charlie's Angels were on there. Yeah. Tra Jacqueline Smith, Sarah Fawcett, Cheryl Ladd. So, and uh, Johnny Bench made a cameo. Johnny Bench. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, Bobby Sherman was on there. Yeah, I I I I remember watching it after school too. It might have even played like after Brady Bunch or something because I remember, that's when I remember seeing it. Yeah, that's so, when I watched it too. It was after school. Yeah, after school. Yeah, but I liked it, and it still plays. I mean, I see it on TV every once in a while, and yeah, it is sad that David Cassidy is you know isn't around anymore, and and Shirley Jones is still alive, and. Um, she's also Sean Cassidy's mother, and and You're, Sean yeah. and David are brothers. Yeah, so that was interesting because that was like around the time that like Sean Cassidy was doing Hardy Boys, and 
and he was singing and then you know they both everybody sang it's a wonder they didn't get sean cassidy to um show up on the partridge family you know they could have got david and sean to play the hardy boys yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, get, get, kick uh, poor um, Parker Stevenson. Parker, to the curb. yeah, kick Parker yeah. to the curb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do you have anything you want to add about it? Do you remember anything about it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I remember the show. I used to watch it, like you said, after school. Um, mm-hmm. Always thought Susan Day was really hot. Yeah. And I, I like Sean, really uh, Sean Cat. I like David Cassidy. Uh, I remember in the the nineties on episode of the uh, the Flash. Yeah, he played a, a a villain. He was like a magician villain on, on that show. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and his um, daughter—I didn't know this was his daughter till just a couple of years ago—but uh, she she plays on uh, that show Arrow on the CW about the Green Arrow comic book. Yeah, yeah, who, she's, who was she's that? been on her her name's her last name's Cassidy. I, I forgot her first name, but she she. Uh, she was one of the main main stars on there for many years until it went off, you know. Yeah. Did you know that David Cassidy um, actually appeared nude on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine? Didn't know. Don't care. Annie Leibovitz photographed it. He was trying to get away from his squeaky clean image, which I don't understand that because like that and like him like doing that and like Donnie and Marie and having those good images. That's what I liked about those people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why anybody thinks that um, not drinking and not doing bad things is a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a good thing. And I think that that's what kids need. And I think if you have the um, ability to be a role model for anybody that you should, I mean, if you have, if you are ever in a situation where you have the, the, the opportunity to like mold somebody or be an, um, a role model for young kids that you should do, do it. I mean, you should, I mean, I mean, that's how I would feel. Like if I, if I was, you know, famous, it's like, I would want to, I want to, you know, show a, you know, show people how to, you know, be a decent human being, you know, not show that anybody can be bad, you know, I mean, it don't take anything to rip all your clothes off and get on a magazine, you know, it's like, it takes yeah. a lot more self-control to like, um, to, to do the right thing and show people that, you know, um, you know, and, 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 um, I think David Cassidy got got into actually a lot of trouble like later on in life. He 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 became a pretty big drinker and stuff too, you know. And it's like you know, well, you know, you could just been good, you know. That's my I, I don't like when they they go bad, you know what I mean. I like I like when when people stay stay good, you know. It's like that's what I like them for. That's why I like Donnie and Marie, you know. So um, that's my take on that yeah um anyway so um who's your what who's your music oh speaking of <laughs> bad <laughs> bad boys <laughs> yeah okay yeah i want to ask you a question yeah partridge family or brady bunch brady bunch yeah me too okay yeah i i you know what the thing with the partridge family is that i mean I always thought that David Cassidy whined a lot on the show. Like he, he like whined about everything. Like and then, Jan. Well, yeah, he's like the, yeah, he, him and Jan should have hooked up. And then Danny was just annoying at times too. Like he, <laughs> he just like, uh, he was always, 
he he was always too like mature for his age. Do you know what I mean? Like he he acted like he was the dad or something. You know what I mean? Like and then the two younger kids never spoke barely. You know what I mean? Like it was like where they were just um almost uh you know not you know what's the purpose? You know what I mean? Yeah, and they were kind of strange. Like fill, they were fillers. kind of weird. You know? Yeah, fillers. It's like. I mean, the girl and yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, I barely even knew who, who, who they were, you know, so um, it's like, what's the what's the deal? So at least like with the Brady's, like they all all the kids, like evenly, they kind of like, um, you know, revolved like different episodes around each each kid, you know, like had something going on. Like there'd be an episode that was like Peter did something or or Cindy did, you know, her doll or, you know, Jan was, you know, uh, upset about her her aunt and marsh got hit in the face with the football but i mean they they like kind of took turns like dealing with each kid where they ignored like the two of their kids in the partridge family so yeah i just that was kind of you know but um the the school bus is you know iconic you know you see those colors and you know that's the partridge family bus you know yeah Yeah. yeah so yeah, so um, you, you have anything you want to add any more other than? I just want to say hello to Susan Day if she's listening. <laughs> okay. Hello, Susan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she's the LA Law, and I don't know what after that. Did you do anything else after LA Law? Not sure. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, so music. Yeah. Speaking of seventies music, let's (laughs) talk about a band that got started in 1970 in Boston. talking about that american rock band known as aerosmith what'd you think about them i i you know what i never even knew who aerosmith was until the 80s and and still walked this way yeah i mean then and then i was like oh they did 
scream on and, you know, I mean, then I knew but I didn't know who they were. Like I didn't know, I didn't know who they were until the, until they did walk this way. So, yeah. With Run DMC. That, that was a, that was a very cool team up, you know? Yeah. I love that song. I, I, I love when they did that song, actually. And then when I, that's the first time I ever saw Steven Tyler. And I wasn't sure what to make of him. Steven Tyler, yeah. Just humongous mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, very wide, just big mouth, and, and just some awesome Skinny. sound comes out of that yeah. mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Steven's kind of like the Mick Jagger of, uh, right. yeah. of America. Even, yeah, they could give each other <laughs> the American Mick Jagger. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whose lips are bigger? <laughs> Steven Tyler's or, or Mick Jagger's? Yeah. yeah. What, what's weird is as he's aged he over the skinnier. years, he looks yeah. like an old woman now. Yeah, well, it's, it's he, weird. He had some plastic surgery. And yeah. He was kind of girly looking when he was young. And then the, kind of the stuff he wears, like the flamboyant outfits yeah. and that, it, it even makes him tight. look more like a long moving at. Yeah. yeah, spandex and the, I don't know what that was. And it's like cut down to his whatever. And yeah. And uh, I think my favorite song of theirs is uh, Dream On. Dream On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. What, what What's uh, some of yours besides uh, walk, walk This Way? Um. Well, they did the, like the the music from um, Armageddon. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't want to um, miss a thing. Yeah. yeah well, I song. like my my favorite song they ever did is Janie's Got a Gun. Janie's Got a Gun. That's right. Yeah, I, and, yep. and Angel. Do you remember the song Angel? Yep. That yep. used to play all the time on MTV, and I, it, like, and I liked the video for it, and I love the video for Janie's Got a Gun. You know, yeah. I love. Yeah, those were those were good videos. They were like little mini movies. Do you remember them? I do. I even yeah. made I made my own video of uh Janie's got a gun. Did you? Yeah, I, I had a, a a six shooter, a pistol, and uh with a seven uh, bullet in it. Okay, yeah. This girl, this girl was shooting. Uh, did you did you discombobulate it and make it into a seven shooter like you did your? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my paintball gun. It, yeah, it, it shot an extra uh, round, but yeah. no, I, I this girl shooting bottles off a fence post with the a six shooter and uh-huh. I, I filmed it and I, I used the the music uh, was she got a gun. Yeah, yeah i put yeah i put her as janie yeah uh, was she cute huh was she cute i ended up marrying her oh that's who janie was <laughs> yes her name's not oh. janie <laughs> no but in your video was your yeah. wife yeah oh okay well that's cute yeah Isn't that cute oh I, I did it when I was back in college, I was um, in mass comm and we were doing video productions. And one of our assignments was to make a little music video. Oh. So I used her as my, uh, my guinea pig. Your muse. Yeah, my yeah. muse. Yeah, mirror for your muse for your music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cute. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, like, um, I guess um, 
what's the other song that uh, Aerosmith did? Like not Dream On, but um, the one, the, no, uh, the one that they play like over. Uh, oh, they they play it all the time. I just heard it like the other day on on the radio. Um, did they do uh, Love in an Elevator? Yes. Yeah. And dude looks like a lady. Dude sweet emotion. Looks like a, yes. Oh yeah, sweet emotion. Sweet emotion and um, Dream On. Those Dream were like on. the ones from the 70s that I had known about that um and they sang crazy you know the song crazy and uh yeah um yeah those are the ones that I like I kind of like like they were that they were bit that there were big hits for them and then they kind of like faded out and then when they brought walk this way back and and they did that it brought them back around and they like revitalized their career again you know yeah yeah but I, I, I saw uh, Steven Tyler was a judge on uh, was American Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah. Um, but um, like Jeannie's got a gun. That that video is about being you know molested, and he goes and kills the guy. You know. And it's my like, video it's, was not about that. <laughs> okay. Mine yeah, was well, about a girl shooting a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she was shooting a gun, but she killed the guy. And the video is like a mini movie. You know, I haven't watched that video for a long time, but I remember it playing on MTV all the time. And it was pretty like an intense, intense video. And I don't even think they were in. I don't even know if they were in the video. She was, I, it was like this story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But and then Angel, you know, I always I like that song, too. That Those are my two favorites. Yeah. yeah cool. Band. So, and, and then the Ragdoll, they sang that song, too. In the, in the, and uh, I didn't I never uh, I didn't even read about it like where, where the name Aerosmith comes from and, and they, they have a weird way of spelling it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, I know. Like I, when I saw, I, when I have it written down, I, I, yeah, Arrow. Um, it, um, like A-R-R-O-W is Arrow. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not that kind of Arrow. It's like Arrow is in like, um, like flight, you know. Yeah, like, like aerodynamics. Or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know where they got their name Arrows. from. I'm sure they like airplanes. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm, I'm looking to see if it says why they they uh, called it Aerosmith. Uh, don't know why they named it Aerosmith. They should say. They should say. They're all they're all sitting around a room. Uh, they called them. <laughs> uh, they were originally they were called the Jam Band. Maybe that that somebody said that stinks. Yeah. I said that they were probably sitting around a room. They said, we got about as much of a chance of flying as an aerospace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, could be. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But I do know. Um, I, I, uh, well, no, I don't know. I, I don't know why. My, I don't know why. My, my band. Let me say, let me go move on here. Yeah. Which I don't know why. I don't know why they are what they are either, but I'm my band is poison. <sighs> we both lie silently still in the dead of the night. Though we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside 
was a something I said, something I did. Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried, but I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn, just like every night has its dawn, just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every has so, um, and Brett Michaels is from here in Pennsylvania. So I don't know if you knew that or not, but, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of go with, with Aerosmith, you know, they're, they're a heavy metal glam band, you know, from the mid eighties to the mid nineties, they, they sold over 15 million records in the United States and, uh, like 50 million, uh, records worldwide, you know, so, um, I just remember the 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 albums. Um, Look what the cat dragged in. You remember? You you, you do know who they are, right? Poison. I sure do. Okay, and um, yeah. Uh, Look what the cat dragged in, and um, is it open up and say ah? I think that's the other. Yep. Um, the al al album that they did. Yeah, and um, and yeah. Brett Michaels from was right was right up the road, like where Stacy's from. We're from you know, my friend Stacy, like around Huntington area. Um, that's where he grew up around here. So, um, you know, I, you know, I remember them on MTV all the time. I remember every rose has its thorn and, you know, that's a pretty good, good song time. And yeah. Um, just, give me yeah. something to believe in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they were, I mean, they were big. I mean, they, they were really big. They're the, the, it was, the, the band was just four, four guys. It was Brett Michaels, Ricky Rocket, Bobby Dahl and CC DeVille. That was it. You know, and then there was a couple other guys like, like you know, playing guitar and like filled in over the years, like and 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 now, like present day. Um, I know like um, in 2010, 
Brett Michaels, he 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 was rushed to the hospital from after yeah, suffering. he hurt his head. Yeah, he he had a cerebral hemorrhage. Oh, I thought like yeah. some stage lights or something fell and hit him. Oh well, first it was um, he had to get his appendix out. Then then um, and then that okay wait, and then like right after that, he was he 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 had a headache like within a matter of ten days later. So I don't know if they had anything to do with each other because um, the first thing was on April 12, 2010, he was rushed to the hospital from su suffering intense stomach pains and had an emergency appendectomy. And then on April 22nd, he was rushed again to the hospital, but that time with an excruciating headache. And then the dis doctors discovered he had suffered a massive, um, um, so it's a sub, um, um, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, well, let's just say it just was like a cerebral hem hemorrhage and he was in critical condition, you know? And so, um, but then, but then he's made, he's made a com complete uh, recovery. So yeah. that's kind of amazing. He even started dating uh, Miley Cyrus's mom. What? Yeah. That was married to, to Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he yeah. was married. And he's is, is he mar is he married now? I don't know. I know he was dating he Miley Cyrus's mom, and then he and Miley oh. hit it off, and then Miley did a cover of the Poison song. Every Rose has a has a uh, thorn. Oh, I saw him recently on The Masked Singer. I saw he was a singer on that show. Oh, he was him? the one wearing a mask. Yeah, he was one. He was yeah, yeah, he was. I don't even know what he was, but uh, yeah, but um. Yeah, and I think I've seen him on uh, like MTV Cribs or something like that too. Like, and he always has a uh, like a bandana on his head. That's his look, you know. Oh, I thought that was bandages like a, from when those lights fell on his head. <laughs> no, well, maybe oh. you know what? <laughs> Who knows? Like, if he, you know, what, what? Uh, remember, like uh, when Michael Jackson got hurt and hit, he he burned his hair, and that's when his head caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. The Pepsi and Pepsi like, commercial. Yeah, I don't know. Like Brett Michaels, like you know, didn't wear anything on his head because he might have had, you know. And I want to know: Does Brett Michael drink Pepsi? Why? You talking about Michael Jackson's head on fire with the Pepsi <laughs> commercial? <laughs> Brett, Brett does Michael. Brett Michaels drink Pepsi? Coke <laughs> or Pepsi, Brett? Let yeah, us know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they they had they had um they had quite a few. Uh, Hit songs back then. Um, Did you ever hear Molly Cyrus cover of uh, Every Th Rose Has Its Thorn? No. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night. No. Uh, do, do you like it? Moving on. <laughs> no, no, you don't like it? Okay. Uh, some it's of Molly Cyrus. <laughs> other songs um that they did i like fallen angel that i love that video for fallen Mario, angel where the girl Mario runs away. no by poison <laughs> um and and i i like that and i like um when they did a, a cover of your mama don't dance um uh, oh, uh, yeah. they they did um uh unskinny bop every rose has the thorn um they uh did something to believe in look what the cat dragged in talk dirty to me that was like a big hit Remember talk dirty to me? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, they did quite, quite yeah, quite a bit. I like their videos. They they were big, big on MTV. I can I can remember the um every rose has a thorn 
like video of them in concert and they just look and it looked like Bobby Dahl was about ready to collapse like on stage in the video and they're like holding them up and it just looked like they were so exhausted, you know. And so I think what that was hard that had to be that, that that touring like that and 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 having that much energy every night doing a concert. I honest to God, I do not know how um they do that. I mean drugs, you know, yeah, but uh but really, I mean, I just don't know how that they don't crash in like a week or two, like how they do it for years, you know, I, I, I never have understood how they, they can maintain that momentum, you know, so, but I, I like the poison. Yeah. yeah, pretty good band. Yeah, they were very, um, they were very, um, like did the, the makeup, you know, the, the glam rock. They, in fact, I think they were like the ones that really kind of brought it out, you know, like the 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 eye shadow and the, you know what i mean like because every a lot of those bands had like the hair going on and the hairspray and all that but they didn't put makeup on their face like like girls kiss. where these guys i mean well they, kiss wasn't was creepy you know <laughs> Kiss was like halloween makeup it wasn't like uh like eyeshadow and mascara and lipstick you know um poison i think they they kind of did it and then there was other bands that kind of Copy that. I bet Steven Tyler would have to use a lot of lipstick. <laughs> yeah, like a whole tube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He might even have a, he could have a um, contract with Cover Girl for all we know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could, you know, that could have been a whole new uh, thing they could have tapped into back then. It was a whole market, you know, for, I mean, I mean, I knew guys like in bands, like there was lot, lots of those hair band, local bands. I don't know if they did that around you or not, but I remember like this one band that Stacy uh, knew the guy that like was the singer in, in it and it was called, they were called Blaze On was their band and, and they had the like the hair and they were just like a lo local guys, that, but they were all like copying like bands like Poison and, and you know, Motley Crue. Motley Crue wore the makeup too, you know, but not to the extreme as poison did. Poison was like um, like pastel colors, and you know, um, Motley Crue was like red and black, and you know, black nail polish, and I mean, yeah, it was that was the look, you know. So, but uh, yeah, and then but they still, I mean, I think they didn't actually like how it seems like even like Boy George got away from the makeup, you know, and like went more like um you know masculine you know i guess in his look but if you see like brett michaels now he looks pretty much the same you know if he's yeah. in, in the 80s he hasn't changed he hasn't aged like bad at all you know for all he's went through like all he went through with the, the all the health issues and stuff that he had he looks right good yeah so okay so uh, what's your what is your bonus you want to want to talk about? Okay, I was driving around the other day and I was thinking about uh, old Radio Shack stores and we had a little small one in the town I grew up in and uh, we had them here too. I can't believe they're gone. And the one we had was actually it wasn't like a, a standalone Radio Shack store. It was like a TV repair shop that had like a little corner of the room was Radio Shack. So it, it was oh. weird. And uh, uh -huh. they had, like, I'd go in there with my dad when he was looking for, like, you know, a new TV or, or to get a repair or something. And I look over there at the Radio Shack station, 
and they had these little science kits that Radio Shack put out. And, and there was probably a dozen of them you could choose from. They had big, giant ones, little small ones, different prices. But uh, it was stuff that you could go home and put it together. You know, you needed a screwdriver and, you know, stuff. But it came with all the parts. But you could make, like, a transistor radio. I remember one of them, I made a, a telegraph machine that you could, you know, like Morse code and stuff. you made all this stuff i remember having one it had like crystals you know you make your radio but but one would uh it had some these metal leads that you would stick into a potato and somehow it converted the potato into power and and would run this stuff lights and stuff but yeah yeah, it was was all these little kits and it kind of taught you how things work it taught you how to work with electronics how to work with tools and i love that kind of stuff and oh. uh, I, would, I would always go look over there and then for my birthday you know my dad might take me over there and let me pick out one or something you know and I'd go home yeah. put it all together and I remember I would get out the encyclopedia and I started trying to learn uh, Morse code and uh, yeah. my, my brother would get a kit and uh, he would get you know another room and we would tap out messages to each other uh-huh. but um just a lot of fun, you know. On your potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. Instead of an know. apple phone, we had a potato phone. <laughs> yeah, potato. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that with the potato, and I knew that you could like actually like um, make uh, like I don't know if it's electricity or what kind of um, power it is, but um, that you could use potatoes to do to to, to um, you know make energy somehow. I don't know what. Yeah, it's like a battery. Starch. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The carbs. Yeah. We start, yeah, kicking in. I don't know what's in there, you know. But um yeah, you know what? I, when you were talking about like the, the potato thing, I I was thinking of like the shrunken apple head. Do you remember it like yeah. you know? Vincent yeah. Price. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about that? We talked we about did. That yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Um the, yeah, you could make all kinds of things. Like there was all you know, like there were, people had hobbies you know and it was fun to like like exper- like the, 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 those little experiment things like i like we talked about like um like i had the creepy crawler machine and, and a rock, i had a rock tumbler you know all, to make jewelry and stuff you know we there was all these things to make things you know so i never heard of these before i i don't i don't i don't there was no radio shack i think in punxsutawney um but there, we had one here you know and, and it was only up until like i don't know how many years ago that, it, that they all went under um but yeah they were they were everywhere i mean you know so we went to get like uh, your your any any electronic stuff right you know? any kind yeah. of cable or attachment or yeah, yeah anything anything like that so you would think that that would still be in demand yeah so what the heck happened i don't know i just use ebay for my stuff now well, that's what happened there. Everything. It, yeah. Amazon took over the world. The yeah. interwebs. Yep. Yeah. Put everybody out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. But um, yeah, that, that would have, those are, that sounds really neat. The, that kind of stuff. I, I like that stuff. And, it, and they made kids use their brains, you know? Yeah. Their potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they use their potatoes. They use their potato. Yeah. <laughs> potato heads yeah. <laughs> the potato heads <laughs> yeah. yeah okay this petition had a, a, a radio shack club you know the potato heads 
I remember Radio Shack would give away free comic books. And I, I'm trying to think of uh, what, what some of them were. Like one was they're out in space and it had like a space lab and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but I remember getting them. You just go in there. They were like stacked up on the counter. And, and you, you could take one. Yeah. Oh. I, I think I might still have one in a box somewhere. Oh, I'm the you'll dig it out of the attic. Yeah. yeah. They'll be in there and we'll say, hey, you know, we've mentioned yep. you. <laughs> so you want to give something away? You got. Uh, yeah. Um, we want to give away some a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> you can make your own, whatever you want. Yeah. Make your own prize. Run it with your potato. Make your own uh, partridge family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can pretend that your potato is an egg and you can either pretend you're playing on the partridge family or Mark from Mark. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, no. Okay, so we're going to give away the Partridge Family Complete Series on DVD. And our code word is Bonaducci. Bonaducci. So send us that word. In Bonaducci, a Bonaducci, Bonaducci, Bonaducci. <laughs> Bonaducci. That's a fun Bonaducci. word to say. Yeah, I know. Pass the Bonaducci to the left hand side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you pass it on over to our Facebook page, you might win the um, whole whole complete series of the Partridge Family. And we would love it if if people would take us up on our prizes because they are totally free. I mean, we we pay the shipping, we pay you know for the thing. You, all you have to do is give us the word, give us the word, word up, word up, yeah. on a duchy. <laughs> yep. So that's it. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to our tomfoolery today and join us next Wednesday. We'll have another tomfoolery episode for you. And uh, as, as we sign off, I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Mark calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Mark calling Orson. Come in, Orson. More calling us. Come in, your fatitude. Down, baby, get down. <laughs> I'll be with you in a moment, Borg. There's a caller on another brain cell. I'll hold. Yes? What is it? Sorry, there's no one named Juanita here. Juanita, no en la casa. Goodbye. I'd love to know who had this brain before me. Sounds like Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Sir, you never guess what I learned. You'll never guess. Go on, take one guess. Too late? Okay, I'll tell you. I learned that I'm okay. I'm not as bad as I thought I was. That's a lesson one can only learn from the school of oneself. Wow, what a Werner-like thing to say. But you know something, Orson? I'd like to thank you for letting me see what Mindy's life would be like without me. But please, I never want to see what my life would be like without her. You know, Mark, I think you're beginning to grow. Well, sir, I don't know how much value I have in this universe. But I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. And as long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. So I'll catch you on the rebound, your magnitude. Until next week, Nanu, Nanu.